0: So is it just me, or is that one of the greatest songs ever recorded? You know, I
1: hadn't listened to that very much before we started this yeah. show, but now it just makes me smile. Every uh, time I, I just
0: it. love it, love it, love it. It's The Clash, of course, and this is Sip, Smoke, and Saber. Welcome to show number 21. We are so thrilled to be invited back into your... You know, living room or earbuds or car, wherever it is you enjoy the show, and we appreciate you listening. My name is Cruz. My uh, co-host and friend is Ian Barry, and uh, this show is all about craft beer, uh, fine spirits, and hand rolled cigars. And we're so glad just things um, we like. Uh, that, in general. That we get to talk about these things every week. So speaking of every week, we didn't do a show last week because it was missed last, you last week, you know, man. We, we always do uh, the show. Well, not always, but we generally do the show on on Thursdays, and that's when the podcast will be posted. And then I think the first radio. Brave airing is Saturday, uh, but we generally do the show on Thursdays. And of course, last Thursday was Thanksgiving, so um, it was it was a little weird. Actually. I missed you, but it was delicious. <laughs> well, yes, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Uh, and I'm sure you enjoyed some of the fine things that we generally enjoy during the show. Yes, on your yes, thing as yes, a part of your Thanksgiving feast. Well, I
1: had two. I had two Thanksgiving feasts because, of yes. course, I had to go have Thanksgiving with my family, and then yes. go have Thanksgiving with my right. wife's family right, that evening. Right.
0: So did you do both on the same day? Yes, yes. And and did that, was, you, that was lunch and dinner. And did you have an opportunity for a cigar in between? Not until I got home. Oh, no, so, so it was that's afterwards. Yeah, after that's everything. that end of the day. Yeah, like you've been running around all day. All you really want is to just get you know stationary. Yes, and and light up right. Yes, yeah, yeah. So those those can be actually some of the the most rewarding smokes ever. Yes. Well, there was a lot of a driving involved because you know we went
1: from one end of town all the way to the other end of town. It was about an hour, an hour and fifteen in between both places. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was that was fun. But once I got home, I sat down, I enjoyed it. I had a I had barley wine. I love barley oh, wine. I know you're a barley I wine so fan. Yes. We'll talk about barley wines another okay. time.
0: Well, I had uh, um, we had a rather interesting Thanksgiving holiday. Um, Thanksgiving day, uh, both of my uh, stepsons were off like doing stuff with the girlfriend's families and stuff like that. So we had decided we would do our Thanksgiving meal on Friday. Nice. So Thanksgiving was just my wife and I, like nobody else. And we just decided, you know what? We're going to like, Grill some burgers and just like take it totally easy because we're doing all the turkey and stuffing tomorrow. So we grilled some burgers and got involved in a Luke Cage marathon uh, <laughs> from uh, from Netflix. Just we were just binging it, like trying to finish the season. Great show, enjoyed it immensely. But I wound up basically standing. Because I can see the TV from here, standing in the doorway to my balcony, smoking a cigar and blowing the smoke outside on nice. the balcony. Because because I don't smoke in the house. Because I don't have uh, the right filtration to do that. You know. So I'm blowing the smoke outside the door and watching Luke Cage. So it was a really <laughs> enjoyable Thanksgiving. I had I had a, I had a great time. I and, then, a, and then the next day was the big you know the big meal. So.
1: I have a little uh, uh, desktop computer that's like all in one and touchscreen, and I literally just
0: unplug it and take it outside i if I want to watch yes. stuff outside Yes smoke smoke. I've done I've done that And sometimes I'll watch on the iPad too yeah. I'll just take that out and Set it yep, up yep, outside absolutely. Uh, But in this case You know my wife was all settled Into one of the big recliner chairs and, Yeah yeah And you know all uh, Had the blanket wrapped around her She's all snuggled in So I don't want to disturb her <laughs> Plus that's where the big TV is So that's that's how we did it So uh, anyway uh, I had a great holiday But I'm glad to be back here Doing the show Because I did uh, I, missed, I missed you I realize it's rather Pavlovian But when I see you I immediately think... Man, I'm thirsty. Like we Beer should, we cigars. should, we should have a cigar. <laughs> it's very Pavlov. <obvious. laughs> I elicit this response from yeah, yes, everybody right. around. Yeah, me. Your, your friends all say this <laughs> about you. Uh, so we have a very interesting show uh, today. We're going to be reviewing uh, some really cool stuff. Uh, you have brought in a Bell's Two Hearted Ale. Yes, uh, yes. And you brought in uh, what I guess can only be one of your favorites, uh, the Arrogant Bastard uh, Bourbon Barrel Aged. That is good. That's yes, an American so, strong. So we'll ale. talk about that. I brought along the St. Arnold. Sailing Santa winter ale. Now we're going to do a Christmas ale show. But St. Arnold here in Houston, which is where the show originates from, St. Arnold is—they uh, have a Christmas ale. This is different. This is the one that comes in the bomber. It's the Sailing Santa. So I thought we'd go ahead and taste that. This and,
1: and we'll talk about Christmas ale at the Christmas show because that Christmas ale is something.
0: Yeah, like it is one of my favorite. You're a beers fan in of all that existence. of that St. Arnold Christmas ale. Yeah. yeah. So so, but that's not the one we'll be tasting today. We'll be doing the Sailing Santa. And you brought along also. Ian has brought from his personal collection uh, the Pender and Madeira single malt scotch which we'll be tasting. So yes. uh, looking forward to all of that and uh the the undisputed title of the show and the thing that I think will get the most conversation has craft beer jumped the shark officially jumped the shark I think that you might believe that it has when I share the story with you, and uh, so we'll be we'll be talking about this. It's kind of a big deal. In okay, all of in, you out in there the in so, as much suspense as I am because this don't is know a tease. Either. It's what we call a tease. Yeah. so <laughs> uh, so we'll be getting to that in the next segment. Uh, first, I thought I'd ask you if you smoked anything uh, interesting this week.
1: I did actually. Uh, I, I went to one that I've had many times before, and it's such a fun little cigar. My wife loves these too. It's a Drew Estate Natural. Oh, I love Drew Estate cigars, right? Yeah. And this is this was the side they have a bunch of funny names for their stuff but this one's called dirt dirt yes yes it's called a dirt and uh it's a corona four by 43 so it's kind of a small cigar about a medium mm-hmm, flavor mm-hmm, but it's mm-hmm. got a it's all sweet like it's a medium flavor but every bit of it is just sweet and delicious and it even has whatever they put on the end of their cigars that Like, is left on your lips, right? It's really sweet, a little bit of sweetness on the lip, yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is a Nicaraguan cigar with a Connecticut broadleaf Maduro wrapper, it's uh, it's really smooth. They're always, I've never had a bad one, they always smoke fantastic. Um, Mm -hmm. and they're so chocolatey and they're they're almost like candy by the end of it, you Mm -hmm. know. And uh, and I introduced my wife to these because she's like, Well, I like. I like cigars, mm-hmm. uh, but I like she, she'll share one with me sometimes. She'll have a puff here or a puff there. But, but I said, you know, if you want a cigar, these are small. Mm-hmm. You're not committed to a, you know, a giant you cigar yeah, yeah. Like, like, like I generally like. I said, and they have a little sweetness to them. She loves both of those things. And so she has a box of these <laughs> in her own humidor. Because she also yes. likes some flavored cigars. Right. The so caos her own, and yeah, the, the right. acids and Actually, the, uh, the Java State, the, um, the uh, Java Mint, is oh. like that's just become one of her absolute favorites nice. and of course because it's kind of pricey for what it is but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> lucky me <laughs> but uh, no and that it, it's good I've actually uh, enjoyed one of those uh, myself but the the dirt is a is a funny cigar mm-hmm. because at the same time um, their whole natural series like most of the time when you get a series of cigars they have all the different sizes and the size actually changes the flavor of the blend of a course, little bit of course yes yes but in the case of the Drew Estate natural series every size is a different blend right and and that's kind of weird Which because makes they don't, sense. Yeah, yeah they don't usually do that every size is a different blend so they all have a different flavor profile
0: and that's true of the acid by uh, drew estate as well yes like you yes. don't find the Cuba Cuba blend in another shape, no, other than the Cuba that Cuba size or the that shape, or whatever.
1: So. Yeah. And on one hand, you got to think, okay, a little confusing, and that's a lot of blends. <laughs> but on the other hand, it, I think what they're trying to do is go, you know, the cigar looks like this, and we're going to mm-hmm. maximize that. Right. We're
0: going to make know. the most out of this particular. Right. Shape right. So, how about you? You smoke anything? Uh, I did. Uh, I wanted. To, to I wanted to share this with you. I had a number of cigars because it's been a couple of weeks, but the one that I was going to tell you about, and um, I've smoked a number of cigars from this company in the past, is the. I had the Avo Avo Synchro Nicaragua Fogata Special Toro. Now, this has been my history with Avo. Every time I smoke an Avo cigar, I think, this is one of the best constructed, one of the best rolled cigars ever. Um, But I generally find them to be very pleasant, but non-spectacular. Maybe they're just, you know, they're a little mild for me, or maybe they just are not... As complex, it's think, just more, more of like a um, something I would have enjoyed more when I first started. Well, I think they, I think they're more of a simplistic cigar overall, <clears throat> right.
1: And I think that there are a lot of times they tend towards more of the mild range, more of the of milder sides, mild sure, to yeah. medium, and and that just depends on your palate. But you know, like I smoke a lot of cigars, I like the bigger
0: cigars myself, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm.
1: bigger in flavor. That so is. that's
0: been my history with Avo. I always enjoy them. But they're never, they've never fallen into the favorite uh, category. Now, this is a newer entry into the AVO line. I think it's been out about a year. Uh, it's made in the Dominican Republic, but it's got a Habana 2000 wrapper, uh, a San Andreas Negro binder, and filler from Nicaragua and the DR. And like I said, I've smoked a number of AVOs. Always find them pleasant, but not usually outstanding. This one, I light it up, it starts out about the same as I've always expected from an AVO. And then at about the halfway point, bam. Oh, yeah. I don't know what changed, but this cigar just like took off. And I was getting leather and chocolate and espresso notes. And man, once this got going, there was spice. And I'm like, this is like one of the best cigars I've had <laughs> in a long time. But it did not start for me that way until the second half. Now, who knows? Maybe I had something. You know, on my palate already. That was that you know that I had to kind of like, kind of groove out of that. That was affecting me for the first half of the cigar, or maybe that's just the way the cigar smokes. I don't know. I have one more, Some so I'm cigars going to try it.
1: Build as you smoke yeah, them, though. I'm going to try it. Know?
0: Yeah, um, I would say the first half was just okay, but the second half was amazing. So if I'm going to do a price to value ratio, first half I'd say three, second half eight and a half. Nice. Like, like so it's about an eleven dollar cigar. So it's right. not cheap. Right, right. You're expecting this to have a like range is definitely real, a little pricey. Yeah. You're expecting this to have some real um, you know, intrigue and prestige to it at that price point because the other stuff you can buy for that price is pretty is pretty impressive. Right. So uh, again, the first half yeah and didn't didn't live up to it second half more than I'd
1: love to time. hear a report on the uh on the second one that you smoke also I forgot to give mine a price to quality range and I'm gonna go ahead and give that about a seven and that's on the Drew estate on the Drew the, estate the dirt. yeah just yeah. because it's a great cigar and it's not that pricey but well, it's a great
0: cigar. I am anxious to smoke the second one of these and see if it's the same experience or if it's not. I'm gonna hold you to that. Uh, okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> right, so we'll talk about that. We'll also do a little bit of beer tasting. That's coming up, and uh, and some spirit tasting. And of course, has craft beer jumped the shark? I will not keep you in suspense too long on this. In fact, we'll we'll try to begin getting to that in the next segment. Plus, Anthony Bourdain blasts craft beer. We've been talking about it for six shows. And we haven't done it. We'll do <laughs> One it. One day we're gonna get we'll to it. We'll do it. I promise. It's a uh, sip, smoke, and It's sabers. tantric at this point. Welcome back to Sip, Smoke, and Savor. This is the show that's all about craft beer, fine spirits, and handmade cigars. My name is Cruz. My partner, Ian Barry. Um, We want to talk about... uh the the topic of the day has craft beer jumped the shark, and we will get to that. And I don't know whether you're going to think that it has or hasn't, but I'm going to present you with some information, Ian, uh, that will cause you to take a stand one way or the other. I am so waiting to hear yeah, this. So, all right, so let's let's do a little beer tasting in the meantime because if it if it has jumped the shark, we haven't admitted it yet, so we can still taste with full you know with full vigor. <laughs> so uh, so tell me what we're tasting here. We are starting with. Uh, the Bell's Two-Hearted Ale, is that right? We're going to start with the Bell's
1: Two-Hearted Ale, that's right.
0: What can you tell me about uh, about Bell's or about this ale Bell's
1: is a Michigan brewery. <clears throat> oh, Michigan, nice. Michigan brewery. Now, you and have family up there, right? Yeah, I do. I have family up there. But this one was brought to me by a friend of mine, mm-hmm. um, and... Uh, he knows that I like good craft beer. He didn't know that I've had this before, so he brought oh, it over. Nice. <laughs> and uh, and I he said,
0: "Well, I'll leave that with you anyway." And I said, "Well, I will enjoy it." I love when someone brings you a gift that you have already tried, but you really like it. <laughs> yeah. So you kind of pretend the oh, that'll be great to try. That's like because right. you don't want them to go, oh, you already have it. Okay, well, I'll bring you something else. You're like, no, 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 <laughs> with the stay with the bells. That's good. That's good.
1: So yeah, this was this was brought to the house by a friend of mine, and uh, this is a. Um, It's called Two-Hearted Ale, brewed and bottled by Bells Brewery, Inc., Comstock, Michigan. Um, This is uh, an IPA brewed with 100% centennial hops and named after the Two-Hearted River in Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Uh This IPA is bursting with hop aromas ranging from pine to grapefruit from massive hop additions in both Kettle and the Fermenter.
0: Okay, so this sounds like it could be... The sort of citrusy sessionable IPA, or this could be one of those big hoppy things. I'm gonna
1: let you decide on this. I've right. had this before. Right. I think this is an outstanding IPA.
0: Okay, let's give it a try. I'm I'm just impressed that you brought an IPA. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually that, I'm not anti IPA. It's, it's just gotta, gotta be really thing. good. Yeah. yeah. You see, that's my
1: thing. Yeah. I'm just not every IPA. Yeah. You got you gotta have a good IPA to convince right. me. It well, can't just be a
0: this'll work, yeah. A
1: hopsicle in a glass, you know.
0: <laughs> what do you what do you always say, chewing on a pine cone? Yeah, like yeah. chewing on a pine cone when I'm done with yeah. that. All right. Well, I, I can tell you that I love the aroma. The smell just right off the top of the glass, very nice. Now, what you're going to find as you get, take that
1: first sip is you're going to mm-hmm. find, this is why I like this particular one, is because it's malty right up front. Yes, definitely. It is malty. It is malty like what you get in an American ale. It's malty like what you get... Um, in a really well balanced IPA And then it finishes with all the hops in the world But it finishes
0: pretty clean it's though very It's very nice, not yes. like a, um, you know, pine cone stays in your mouth kind of uh, It rides hop, the you know, palate, yeah. it doesn't stick to the palate mm-hmm. So it's a nice, and, it's, and that citrus finish cleans the palate at the end too This is a very, I think you just said this, so I'm repeating you But this is a very well balanced IPA
1: Yes, there's almost a, like a biscuitiness, too, when you breathe out of your nose from the malt. And that, to me, Mm -hmm. this right here is one of the best um,
0: IPAs, I think, on the market, because it is so Mm. balanced. It says here on the bottle, uh, an India Pale Ale uh, style well-suited for adventurous trips to the Upper Peninsula. American-made and enormous hop additions give the label's a little wrinkled for those of you non-geographic types by the way yeah peninsula is the part that doesn't
1: look like the hand okay
0: gotcha. (laughs) (laughs) and is that is that a a thing in michigan do people go there on vision quests and what have you in
1: michigan if you live in michigan and someone says oh i live in this part of michigan the first thing they do is hold up their right hand because it looks like the state of michigan right excluding of course the upper peninsula which is like, the, like if you took your it first is, yeah. finger and pointed at the tip of your other first finger, yeah. So, <laughs>
0: so, but is the Upper Peninsula does, does it have like, um, you know, mystic qualities? To I don't it? know. I've is, never is actually it, been to the Upper uh, Peninsula. Okay, all right, uh, uh, Bobby, our producer, spent some time in uh, in it's, Michigan. Uh, what, what? It's you, cold. First of all, <laughs> they call it well. They call it the UP. Yes. Okay. okay. They call it the UP, and during the summertime. Yes. People go people go up there on like Vision Quest, no. Snow Quest, yes. Snow <laughs> Quest. Okay, gotcha. Yes. Gotcha. All right. Yes. Well, uh when I lived in Massachusetts, that's what we would that's what we would do for uh, for Maine. Like we would go up to the tip top of Maine to like go skiing and snowboarding and, you know, do the whole like as if we don't get enough snow in Boston, let's go someplace where the snow is virtually guaranteed. Now, yeah. also,
1: when you lived in Massachusetts, did you refer to it as Eastern Mass and Western Mass, as uh, if yeah. the state is actually big?
0: Yes, uh, that, that's absolutely true. <laughs> People would go, "Well, I live all the way out in Worcester." I'm like, "I'm so sorry, you know, it, it's just that's thirty minutes away." That's thirty or something. minutes away, dude. You have, yeah, you, you don't even know what you're doing. That, that's that's crazy. The other thing that I love though about living in Boston is the people in Maine. They're very separatist in Maine there. Um, in fact I've you know people talk a lot about Texas, you know, being the state most likely to secede from the Union. No, it won't be Texas. It will be Maine. They're crazy up there. They're crazy. Uh, they're people. crazy up there. They, uh, you know what they referred to us as? People like me who lived in Boston. We go up like to visit a, you know, craft brewery or something up in Portland, Maine. They call us massholes. I'm not kidding. <laughs> that's what they. That's what they call us. It, uh, it's 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 not a very friendly place. Right. So uh, just
1: uh, just a last little addendum to this two-hearted ale. It is this yes. good, and it is also seven percent. Uh,
0: I just saw that on the bottle. <laughs> now this, I will tell you, this doesn't drink. Like a seven percent ABV, no, and that could be really dangerous. No, it (laughs) could be, yeah, (laughs) because this drinks more like almost more like a session beer. That's right. Is how it feels, you know, when you're uh, when you're taking it down. Yeah, because it doesn't
1: feel much bigger than like the Founder's All Day IPA. Mm -hmm. You know, it really just
0: doesn't feel that much. It actually reminds me a little bit of that beer. Yeah. Um, Wow, this is really good, uh, Ian. I I would never have probably even tripped across this. Uh, Can we find this uh, here in Texas? Nope. Nope. No, no, oh, bells available up So north. this is something that was brought to you by yeah, somebody yeah. special. Okay, yep, gotcha. All right, well we'll remember that and we'll put that on the uh, uh, the watch list because that's a really good <laughs> beer. That's really spectacular. All right, maybe that's a good beer to drink. Right before I do this, before I drop this information, drop the you. bomb. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, we all are familiar. I think. With the phrase, jump the shark, it originated from the episode of Happy Days, which is considered the the episode where Happy Days lost its way. Uh, yes. And that's the episode where Fonzie, on water skis... With a leather jacket with on. With a leather jacket on, on water skis, uh, jumps over a tank with a shark in it. Or I think, I think it, was a t- it was a tank. It was a shark, nonetheless. Something. So I think he was in a tank. <laughs> so somehow that phrase caught on, and it's been used to describe when... You know, a TV show or a, a movie series or a franchise or a, a when, product. When something takes a terrible turn. When, when, they, the when it takes a terrible turn and it's no longer as cool and altogether as it as it was in the first point in time. So I, I leave it to you to judge. Has craft beer jumped the shark? Here's the information. There is a new player in the craft beer scene, a new company. That has launched its own line of craft beers You may have heard of this company They're actually in every state of the union, I believe They're called Walmart Oh my Walmart has launched their own line of craft beers I am actually speaking You're stunned (laughs) I'm looking at you, you're really stunned And that's why I didn't want to tell you this before the show I I wanted to actually drop this on you mid-show. Bobby, you all right over there? I was just going to say, you're going to really laugh if it turns out to taste really good, but it takes twice as long to check out. (laughs) 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 Well, I do have actually uh, in my hands. We have not tried them, and we certainly will be doing a show in the very near future where we sample the Walmart craft beer line and tell you what we think. But I do hold a uh, a review in my hands that I was able to procure from uh, from a blog on the internet that I will uh, pass on under the Genfluence. Is, is it a available blog. now? I believe that it is. Yeah. In fact, uh, the author of the Under the Genfluence blog has done a tasting, and what they did was they bought one of those uh, multi packs, like a twelve pack, for twelve bucks. What? Yeah, yeah. We'll get to that, but. Uh, yeah, Walmart, has, uh, they have launched. So let me tell you, I can tell you what the different uh, styles of beer uh, are. They have a Round Midnight Belgian White, uh, the Red Flag Amber, the After Party Pale Ale, and the Cat's Away IPA. Those are the beers in the Walmart uh, beer line. Now, um, I can tell you, uh, Trouble Brewing. Trouble Brewing put this together for Walmart. So these come from a, a brewing company called Trouble Brewing. And that's true, by the way, with a lot of, if you go to Walmart or Kroger or any of the, uh, any of the stores and they have their sort of house brands, those are all made by a, a company that may or may not be a reputable maker of have, those things. Have I you mean, ever
1: had the delight and privilege to taste the Walgreens house brand beer? No, I, I didn't know Walgreens had a house brand beer. It's $3-ish six pack yeah i will bring you some sometime
0: and what should i be expecting <laughs> not much <laughs> well okay so i know trader joe's for example trader joe's well known for their uh for their inexpensive beer line the uh, they called it the two buck chuck it was charles shaw i think I, i'm sorry not beer wine um they, the two buck chuck was the charles shaw red wine that used to be $2. I think it's now actually two ninety nine. I think it's $3. But, uh, but it still kind of goes by the handle, two-buck Chuck. And then they have their own line of beers, too. I've had some of them. They're not bad. Um, they're not my favorite beers in the world, but they're not bad. So maybe we have a show where we taste... The Walmart and the Trader Joe's beers, and and see you are stunned. Like you are just you are sitting in the chair looking at me. I'm like sorry, I not chime in. I don't even know what to say. Like I, <laughs> I can't, I can't process this. All right, I need gonna, a minute. I'm going to take give a break. You, I'm going to give you the break to process it. When we come back, uh, we will sample another beer not made by uh, Walmart. We'll sample oh i know how to bring you back we'll sample the arrogant bastard bourbon Ooh, barrel aged
1: arrogant so bastard that's
0: coming up next and i want to go to this review of the walmart beer and tell you what the reviewer found that's coming up sip smoke and saver Welcome back, sip, smoke, and savor. We are so glad to have you listening. Those guys are crazy, uh, yes, they are. Uh, it's so glad to. Uh, we're so glad to have you listening. Uh, has craft beer jumped the shark? That's the discussion we uh, started in the last segment, and uh, it, we, of course, gave a reason we thought that might be the case, and that is because Walmart now has their own line of craft beer. Can, so can I just say nice hashtag sister?
1: because Walmart? Hashtag because Walmart? Yes. Yes, you can. Is, I was, is that a thing? We're going to make that happen.
0: Yeah. I was just handed this. Uh, apparently, Walmart has now launched some new styles, new flavors of craft beer. What What, what are those styles and flavors, uh, if you don't mind, Chris? You, you can look forward to sampling the Perpetual Checkout IPA. That's okay, one yeah. That, yeah. Perpetual that will be on out. the way. Uh, the Large Woman and Small Spandex Porter. Nice. Uh, that's something you can look forward to. Uh, the smoking in the boys' room lager. That's that's something yeah, you yeah. think you'll probably enjoy. Uh, can I buy a gun, please, Nut Brown? That's something to you know uh, to uh, you know, to look forward to. And uh, last but not least, the braless in the frozen food aisle blonde. So that's all something you can uh, look forward to. Bobby is actually Bobby, our producer, is actually signaling me to use the. The clap sound effect. (laughs) Uh, I don't think, you know, usually when we use this little sound effect box, Bobby looks at us with such wonderful disdain (laughs) and disgust. And he was actually like... Put his hand I in the said, air, signaling doing? me that to use been, this because uh, yeah, that might have been the single
1: most effective use of that <laughs> sound box. You have now you have now gone to the other side and used it
0: for good instead of evil. I don't know that we'll ever yeah, that's, I, I don't know that we'll ever top that. Uh, I think we should probably before we get back to this whole Walmart thing, uh, we should probably try another legitimate uh, ale, not to say the Walmart. Ales are not legitimate. We have not tried them, uh, but you you have another beer for us to Still, here. still uh, Walmart. Yes, because yeah. Walmart. Okay, so oh, hold, hold on, We're, and now for something completely different. Yes. Oh, thank you. I needed that. My soul actually needed that. I want you to know. All right, what I'm pouring in. That was kind of like New Age music for the beer lover's soul, is what that was. Chicken soup for the beer lover. you should have some Leo Kaki in the background there. (laughs) By the way, I will mention as you're pouring uh, this that you and I went to a show together. We went to see uh, Admar Admar Lieber. That was so good. That was great, wasn't it? how great was it? I mean, oh, my buddy that went with us to that show yeah. is the guy that gave us
1: the two-hearted ale. By
0: the oh, way. well, I, I I will look forward to thanking him for that because that was a, that <laughs> so two-hearted ale. Was this, good. Is the, uh, yeah, this is the this arrogant bastard, bastard yeah. which is an American strong ale. These guys are kind of like Stone because they make just big, bold, in-your-face beers primarily, right? This is Stone. Oh, this is Stone.
1: This is my Stone. Bad. Yes, okay, Stone. So that's arrogant bastard. And it's a uh, bourbon
0: barrel aged, and it says quite unrefined, unlike you. So, arrogant bastard is a is an offshoot of it. It's one of the Stone brands. It's yes. not a. It's not a separate it's company. Not its okay. own thing. No, I had that wrong. So, uh, and I love uh, you know I love Stone's products. In fact, I will tell you while you're pouring this, I actually had leftover from a mix pack, the Stone Mocha IPA. I thought, well, I'll just that's really put good this too. out of its misery because you know nobody's going to want to. Coffee beer. It was good. (laughs) It was really good. So, all right. So, this is the arrogant bastard um, bourbon barrel aged, and wow, this smells divine. That's
1: pretty amazing, isn't it? Yeah.
0: So, uh, so what you've obviously tried this before. What was it when you smell this? I want you to think raisin. Mm -hmm. Oh, it definitely has a raisin, uh, sort of a a raisin or date even uh, smell to it. Mm. very much right off
1: the front and there's some vanilla from the I haven't even uh, put this in my mouth yet but it's I like smell the raisin and vanilla No
0: you definitely get the raisin on the aftertaste. Mm-hmm. I would say up front you get a little bit of well okay so let me let me cuz cause I'm, cause I'm still aftertasting here and it's kind of <laughs> like uh, it's it's kind of like changing up on me. The aftertaste, the, after you swallow, it starts with raisin but it's kind of like raisin handing off to hops. Yes, very much. You know, and and the raisin begins to fade, and then the hops comes in, and you know it's a stone beer, right? And the then it leaves in. kind
1: of a gentle bitterness uh-huh. in the yeah, in the yeah. aftertaste as well, which is really that's nice. good.
0: What am I getting up front? What is this first flavor I'm getting? That's actually malt. That's you're right. Big, yep. big, like
1: almost a caramelized malt it's it's almost burnt tasting right up front <laughs> so and I love that flavor that's such a nice thing so I
0: want to recommend this beer um, the uh, the stone arrogant bastard uh, bourbon barrel aged and it says on the bottle quite refined unlike you I love these guys um, so I want to recommend this to people who are maybe novices in like beer tasting but they're wanting to learn like how can I Learn to, like, pick out the different flavors and the different things. This is a great one because as you drink it, you take even just a small sip and then you just sit and wait and you can – Feel and taste the flavors change on you. Well, you get and four it's very, things. It's very pronounced. And so that's why you it's get four good for things that to happen. To this out. You yeah. get the initial taste on the tongue. Mm-hmm. Then
1: you get the middle of the flavor as it rolls mm-hmm. past your tongue. Then you get the aftertaste. And then you get that aftertaste that rolls into the hop flavor uh-huh. that you were talking about. And then you get that next breath out of your nose. Uh-huh. Like you have all those things happening with it. This is a very complex beer. It really
0: is. And, and it, it has talk about so many things, cigars. Right. This is a complex
1: beer that it has, has so, so much. So many going on. things going on from the beginning to the end of it. And it is eight percent. So you don't sit down generally speaking and drink, you know, six pack of this all in a row.
0: Right. But this is not a beer that you go, I'm thirsty, uh, I want to quench my thirst with a particular uh, with a bottle of beer and sit and kind of like drink it fast. This is something that you really are gonna sit down and savor, you know, name of the show. Right, right? Not-
1: I want to pull around back to the beginning of the show. Yeah. You were talking about the Avos and how they're mm-hmm. just kind of a classic cigar, but they're not right. really complex. This is the kind of beer that goes great with like an Avo Number no. 2.
0: So are you saying that because the cigar is maybe a little more straightforward? The cigar is very straightforward. So cigar you get flavor. all of the complexity of the drink. right? And they yeah. would
1: complement each other in mm-hmm. a great way. Whereas if you smoke, for instance, a Camacho Triple Maduro with this, those flavors are going to be battling a little bit for prominence. So
0: one of the things that I would really like to do, and I'm bringing this up for the very first time, in 2017, I would like for us, maybe once a month, to do a show about pairings.
1: I'm already ahead of you on that. On a very regular basis, yeah? I'm already ahead of you on that. The other day I okay. bought I bought two Perdomo Champagne 10-year anniversary are cigars. are great cigars. Mild yes. but great. Yes, mild but great, and... I have a bottle of the original uh, Glenmorangie, which is a ten-year-old, fantastic Scotch. And neither one of those are really high-end. They're both premiums, but they're not really high-end. Right. Um, But when you put those two together with their powers, match made in heaven. Yeah, it's amazing what they come up with. And I actually bought that specifically so we could do this. Oh, this is awesome.
0: So they're sitting in my hamador and on my shelf at the moment, ready right. for that. So we're going to look into getting some guests who can help us pair things as well, whether it's um, spirits and cigars, or in some cases even beer and cigars. Uh, there, there, are, there are things to be paired. So that will be that will be coming up. So you've had a moment now to digest this information, uh, Ian, and you're my good friend, and I trust and and really believe. In the fidelity of the things that you say, Walmart has launched its own line of craft beer. We talked about this in the last segment. Has craft beer jumped the shark? Your call, yes or no?
1: I feel like when you tell me Walmart is launching their own line and I'm using giant air quotes on this craft beer (laughs) from Walmart, I feel like I'm going blind a little bit in one ear. (laughs) <laughs> I, like this really confuses me on a lot of levels. <laughs> Can I quote? We have one you on of that? the
0: biggest companies in Going the entire blind world in one year. I love that. <laughs> I
1: love that. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't make sense unless I'm on a radio, right? Right, right. <laughs> no, <laughs> but, but no, you're absolutely right. Like, but this is one of the biggest companies in existence, right? that and, is and now they're just launching known for a being, they're known for being craft
0: beer Right. they're not known for being a craft anything and i don't even mean that like i'm not trying to even be negative about that's not what walmart so is i want to argue is, this point though is the cheapest place you can buy okay. paper towels i
1: want to almost i argue this simple point okay a craft beer is a is a is, is a small production in general right i right, mean like there's some bigger ones yes. and stuff but Walmart is one of the biggest companies in the world. And if they're going to put that craft beer in every one of their Walmarts. That's a macro brew. Like instantaneously, that is a macro brew. Okay,
0: that's a very good point. Now I will say this: uh, I do find myself in a Walmart occasionally because, like everyone else, I occasionally need because life know, happens. I need sponges for the kitchen sink or whatever it is, like you know those type of things that are Walmart hashtag purchases. Because Walmart hashtag I'm because you, Walmart. we're making that happen. So I have perused their beer aisle, and I was actually thrilled to see that they had a couple of Carbach brews. They, they had a couple yeah, they of don't Saint, have the worst selection. Saint Arnold brews. Like they didn't have a lot of Craft beer, but they're amid the Budweiser and the Miller and the, you know, the more mainstream beers. They had, uh, a handful of crafty things, and they had some things like you know, like Heineken and Stella Artois. They and like linen like
1: kugels for some reason. They, they have every like and kugels yeah. you can imagine at Walmart. I don't
0: know <laughs> why. Kugels is not bad, so uh, <laughs> they have some good ones. So, uh, so I've already perused the 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 Walmart beer aisle before, but now when you go in, you're going to find these beers. They are made from trouble brewing. They're sold in twelve packs for the very Walmart price of thirteen dollars. $13 for a 12 pack. When was the last time you paid a buck a beer? Like uh, seriously. I
1: think I played at a place on Richmond years ago. We used mm-hmm. to play every Monday night and I think the beers were a dollar each. Oh, Benegins used to have draft beers for a dollar a piece too. Yeah. Remember Benigans That was a while back. I do. I'm dating and, myself. And on they're, that. but they're,
0: but they're now gone, which tells you that dollar a beer <laughs> right, <that's> the price. <laughs> they've been gone for a long time. The so dollar, dollar beer, beer price been might gone a while. Done the man, Yeah. Uh, but you know, usually when you when you uh, go to a place that has you know dollar beers or something, it's a keg of something, and it's not something really all that outstanding. Right. So uh, it's you know it's a it's a fairly mainstream beer and a mainstream taste. So all right, when we come back, I'm going to b- read you some of what the Under the Genfluence blog found. About these Walmart beers, are they any good? We'll tell you that, and I we'll burn them with curiosity, and we'll taste this uh, this single malt Scotch that you brought along. Mm. All coming up in the next segment. It's sip, smoke, and savor. Welcome back to Sip, Smoke, and Savor. My name is Cruz. My partner, uh, Ian Barry. Um, we will be in the very near future doing a show that will be dedicated and devoted exclusively to tasting the Walmart. Uh, they call them actually distinctive beers. They don't call them craft beers. Oh, okay. Well, that they makes call a them little distinctive more sense. beers. So, I don't know if that means. Well, they can't call them craft beers for the reasons I guess I pointed out. What well, you talked about, because once they're it has, in every to, be art, that has that to be a macro It has to be a macro yeah. That's very good. Uh, so I was reading the Under the Genfluence blog. Um, which did a tasting on all of these. And they said, as far as the branding goes, uh, I want to read this verbatim from uh, from the blog. It says, it looks like a room full of L7 weenies discussed what design elements looked, quote, cool, yet completely inoffensive. It's not terrible by any means, but if the trouble brewing cans were lined up with other beer cans, they would probably blend in to the point of being unnoticeable. Not terribly imaginative, but when you're Walmart's private label beer, you don't need to be. In fairness, he says, this branding is probably the most eye-catching in the beer coolers at Walmart, which are replete with macro brands and other crafty bands. Trouble Brewing won't be competing with No da Brewing's Cool Retro Branding or Sugar Creek Brewing's Elegant Gold Hot Air Balloon logo anytime soon. Then he says, so how did it taste? Well, like beer, which is a good start. But then he says that's about as that's about as far as the flavor party goes. So you can kind of guess, and I'll I'll hit some of the high points of this, but the beer flavoring is good because
1: even some macro brews don't quite hit that. Don't
0: quite hit the and I'm I'm gonna guess, by the way, and I'll just go out on a limb and say this now, not having tried these, that all of these are probably better than insert generic macro brew here. Because they're designed to be. Or a very I'm, popular hipster brew. Well, maybe. I don't know. Um, the the Belgian white, he says, um, not as flavorful as you would expect from a Belgian white, which should be complex and crisp. It had medium-high carbonation, which made it a little under-carbonated for the style. The overall impression, he said he wrote, was carbonated beer flavor. I wonder if any of those would get a blue ribbon. I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> The look on your face there was priceless. A, I wish, there was a little shot I wish, that. I wish I had uh, a photo of that to post up on <laughs> uh, the Facebook page. Uh, Red Flag Amber, ABV of 4.5. Red Flag is an app name for this beer. <laughs> he writes, <laughs> <laughs> Wolf, on a positive note, he says it was brilliantly clear. On a negative note, pretty much everything else. It poured dark gold, uh, which seemed a little light in color for an amber, uh, which should be amber to copper. However, the difference between my dark gold and someone else's amber, he says, may just be semantics. Uh, This ambient beer, though, uh, this amber beer, rather, has honey added, although it may be more correct to say this honey has amber beer added. (laughs) The honey was so apparent in the aroma and even more apparent in the flavor. Red flag amber is so sweet, he says, to the point of being cloying then there's the Ooh. after party pale ale abv of 5.3 had brilliant clarity poured a dark gold there wasn't much of a hoppy aroma but what was there was floral and soapy let me just say anytime <laughs> you're using the word soapy <laughs> and cloying by the way in your beer review, <laughs> cloying and soapy are bad bad words yeah, for this beer is not good um <laughs> uh, not a hot bomb which i don't mind every once in a while but a bitter bomb this is the after-party pale ale. It was not balanced in the slightest and really just tasted like bitter beer water. <laughs> Ouch. Wasn't there, a, mm. wasn't there an ad campaign a while yeah. back about yeah. bitter beer face? Uh, finally, my overall—yes, there was. I remember that. <laughs> uh, my overall expression for the beers is that they were fine beers. Not the best beer I've ever had, but here's the deal. I'm not the customer for this beer. This is what the person writing this blog is saying. For most people reading this, I'm betting you aren't either. Sometimes we, as craft beer drinkers, forget that not every new beer that gets produced is made with us in mind. With that thought in my head, he says, "I can give Walmart's private label beer a kinder review." Hmm. Um, so, but, but, I gonna if, thoughts, so I was going to ask you for your thoughts, but if you're using right? words like if you're using words like cloying
1: and soapy, though, like. You can't imagine your 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 person who's Man, I think I wanna try craft beer, so I'm gonna get this Walmart craft well, beer selection. Uh, a combo pack and try it. You can't think that they're going to be turned on a craft beer.
0: Well, but maybe. The, uh,
1: but we're using know, the uh, wrong word again. It's not craft uh, beer. What did you say it was? It was. But it uh, d- was uh, distinctive. Distinctive beer. Yeah, beer. Okay, yeah, so yeah. maybe craft beer is the wrong thing. But they're still kind of marketing it as if it's like that. I would well, assume.
0: Here's what the uh, author of the blog says. And I thought this made a lot of sense. He says, for starters, it's a twelve pack of craft in quotes craft beer for around twelve to thirteen dollars. To the consumer who spends $15.99 on an 18-pack of Bud Light, spending $12 on a 12-pack of beer is probably going to be far more palatable than spending $12 on a 4-pack of local craft beer. To me, all four of the beer styles were bland, toned down versions of the styles I usually drink, and tasted somewhat like flavored beer water. To the person who is used to drinking macro beer, though, these beers are more flavorful than what he or she typically drinks, but not so flavorful that they shock the palate and immediately send the person running back to macro beer. So he says these beers are a stepping stone to craft beer. What do I you think can about see that. that Breckenridge made their agave wheat beer, which most yeah. most craft
1: beer and I'm using air quotes there most craft beer uh, drinkers. Looked at that uh, with a little bit of disdain,
0: but it's also a very gateway kind of craft mm-hmm, beer. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's something to that. Well, I will say this: you know, we just had this uh, this arrogant bastard um, bourbon barrel age. That's not the first beer you should try. No, that's not the only thing you've ever had is Miller and no, Budweiser. No, yeah, not, yeah. No, absolutely not. So you, you, there is a there is a certain process. I mean, for me, it was you know stepping into like. Um, you know, Sam Adams and right. Shiner And then to uh, Like Harpoon And and uh, uh, You know, some of the th- And, you know, eventually getting to these things Man, the first time I tried a
1: stout I didn't like it at all In my much younger days, I found a six-pack of uh, Michelob Dark
0: Michelob Dark, I remember
1: that beer And I couldn't believe it I bought it because it was different uh-huh. And it had flavor And I went, wow, this is pretty good yeah, and then I found Schinerbach. Yeah, huh? I want that. Yep. this is pretty gooder.
0: Hmm. I remember okay. even the first time I had a Saint Arnold Amber. Yep. I was like, hmm. This is kind of bitter. I don't know if I. Yeah, you know, it, it took a while it, it to develop bit, yeah. the. You know, the palate to to really enjoy that. So uh by the way, St. Hart Lambert, that's a great beer. Yeah, it is a great beer. <laughs> so you're holding this scotch. I, I, I feel like you almost want to cleanse our palate from even the discussion of the Walmart. Right, we're beer. gonna we're right? gonna actually
1: try and cleanse our brains okay. a little bit. Let's with let's this. see if we can do that. So yeah. here, check us out.
0: Anthony Ooh. Bourdain would like that sound. I'm that's thinking. a good sound, isn't yeah. it? This so. is the Pendaren. Okay, this so this is a single malt Welsh whiskey. It's Welsh, so isn't this the only um, whiskey produced on the island of Wales, is that right? I believe so. Now, tell me how you found this. Can I this? be called Scott, Scotch? Because right, right, the island of Wales, yeah. So it's single malt whiskey. Um, tell me uh, when. How did you find it? How did you stumble? Across I'm going to give this to. Uh, you know what? Okay. So a lot of times
1: I get gifts. This was a gift from my friend Chappie, mm-hmm. and uh, he'll appreciate that because he's going to listen to this. I like. Hey, he said my name. That's awesome. So, um, <laughs> but I did some guitar work for him. And, uh, and you know, because he's a good buddy, I said, man, don't worry about it. Just come, you know, take your instrument back. Right. And this is what he brought to me. Ah. And it is fantastic. Always and nice to see people reciprocate. Yeah, the, and he's good, like, he's it. so fun because uh, he likes to find something different and interesting right, to right. check out. Now, uh-huh. before we all take sips, I want to try to do this like uh, John Wingo from Balveny mm-hmm. taught us to do this like this. We're going to take the tiniest sip of this just by itself. This is neat in a glass with mm-hmm. nothing in it. Um, and uh, take the tiny sip. And right off the bat, I smell like raisin, especially after that uh, arrogant bastard. Mm-hmm. Raisin mm-hmm. and a little bit of honey.
0: So you're and talking a tiny
1: sip. Tiny sip. Just a little taste. But then we're going to add a little bit of this water. Mm.
0: You almost added a lot of water there. The uh, almost, fortunately, water slipped out of your hand. <laughs> fortunately, it got all over Bobby's
1: table. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're just gonna water it down a little bit and let that open up the flavor a little, little bit because this is
0: oh, Bobby's got here. some already, all right?
1: Right. This is a forty-six percent. So this is you know a lot of people are like well you have to drink it neat. You can't water it down. But that's I'll no distiller say. in the entire world will ever tell you not to put water in
0: their whiskey. It's interesting because um, I responding to just that first sip before the water. Um, Awesome flavor.
1: A lot of burn. A lot of burn, right? A lot of of burn. burn. Mm -hmm. So just this tiny splash, my first impression after that is it smooths the whole front of this whiskey like so much. And you get those really dark, raisiny flavors. Uh, And then the finish has a lot of kind of exotic fruit on the end. And there's a little kiss of honey or something in Mm -hmm. there there's definitely honey in here yeah you know it just it just has that maybe it's a vanilla kind of thing whatever it is and we're going to do this one more time and i'm going to add the same amount of water
0: so this is what we learned at our uh, at the uh Balvini uh, tasting uh, that we did at B&B. That's right.
1: And this is the Balvini uh, rep telling us mm-hmm. to do this, by the way, even with the 30-year-old scotch right. that we tasted. We
0: did it with a 30-year-old, which, wow. And it really great.
1: changes the flavor and raises the enjoyment of that whiskey substantially. Mm-hmm. So we've just added double the water we normally would.
0: So now we've got probably one part water, two parts uh, whiskey would you say? Yeah, yeah 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 about that and what's funny is because he now i'm getting pineapple yes yeah, the exotic fruit yeah, right see, yeah it yeah has. it does really it really change. opens up
1: so what happens is you've got these uh you've got these oily parts in here that are all bound together and when you add the water it helps uh separate all those flavors and everything it really opens
0: up the whiskey it's a little peatier than it was originally and I'm getting some fruit flavors. Yeah, there's a little more smoke in it. Now yes, yet. yes, uh, definitely, uh, definitely has changed. Honestly, it doesn't really taste like the same whiskey no. as the first. No, there's uh, still that raisiny first, profile yeah. that mm-hmm. it had originally, which is really nice because it's
1: really dark, sweet flavor. But this is a wonderful. Yeah, it product. turns it turns
0: really nice. Penderin single malt Welsh whiskey. And they call it Madeira, M-A-D-E-I-R-A. That's the uh, cask that's good. That, it's, that it's the Madeira uh, cask finished in. Yeah. yeah, wow, this is good stuff. All right, I've enjoyed this tasting. We're going to enjoy this during the break, and we will be back with uh, Anthony Bourdain has smashed craft beer. Maybe he tried the Walmart stuff. I don't know. Uh, we'll tell you <laughs> what he thought coming up. It's Sip, Smoke, and Savor uh, from the uh, radio program that is, you know, really proud of what we do. We're proud to be all about craft beer, uh, fine spirits, and uh, really well-made hand-rolled cigars. This just in, by the way, Walmart has launched another extension to their distinctive label. What What is it? Yeah, they've added another beer to their lineup. It's the Look Marge This Is Cheaper Than The Dollar Store Stout. Oh, nice. So, there you go. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and Bobby gives us the clapping motion. <laughs> That's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. <laughs> By the way, we're playing just the intro music coming back. The Suffers saw them the night after Thanksgiving. They just absolutely, actually, it was two nights after Thanksgiving, uh, House of Blues. Oh my God, they've gotten better. Like I don't know how this has happened. They're so good, but they're even better than the last time I saw them, which is earlier this year. They are phenomenal. I'm just going to tell you right now: if you get a chance to see this man, do not hesitate. Go. They're amazing, and they are representing. If you're if you're one of our listeners from Houston, they are representing your town in a big way. So, uh, you know,
1: their uh, trumpet player
0: John. I need to just call him and say, "Hey, where's my tickets?" Oh, he's amazing too. He's amazing too. So, uh, you were. Op- yeah, uh, opening up the uh, the St. Arnold. This is uh, going to be our last beer uh, to taste for the show today. This is the St. Arnold Sailing Santa Winter Ale. So we've talked about the fact that St. Arnold has a Christmas ale that you're a you're a big fan of. A big fan of uh, the Christmas uh, ale, but this is not it. This is a different one. This is the Sailing Santa. So uh, what do you know about this uh, beer? Do you know? I much know about almost it? nothing about it All except right, for so what I can tell me. It's what Happy on... holiday ale with spices. Mm-hmm. Happy holiday! And this is the
1: 2016 uh, version of it. So
0: I wonder. We'll have to. uh, You know, we really need to get some St. Arnold guys on the show because you know we're doing big beers this time too. It's
1: 7.2 percent. Like so, our latest beer was seven percent. And
0: and that combined with the uh, uh, Pendrin single malt whiskey from uh, the island of Wales, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it big time. Um, Yeah, this is this is as it should be. By the way.
1: I don't know that uh, I've actually like I've seen the sailing Santa before, but I don't know that I've actually tried it yet. Um,
0: by the way, I'm just and I wish we had this to play for you, but I don't think we have it uh, in the queue. But for some reason, looking at the Saint uh, here on the bottle label and the uh, the boat with the that's being pulled by reindeer in the in the illustration and the sailing Santa for some reason all makes me think of one of the biggest Christmas. Joys you can have, which is to listen to the song Must Be Santa off the Bob Dylan uh, Christmas album. <laughs> it is th- I, I, There is no possible way I could describe this to you. You will listen and your jaw will hit the floor. You will That's be amazed. It must I always be think track. to myself if if you see Santa kissing, or if you see Mama kissing
1: Santa mm-hmm. Claus, doesn't it make him a little bit of a home wrecker? Mmm. That that's awkward to me. I believe that believe that
0: could be. (laughs) If you see same same story, if you see daddy kiss in Santa Claus, that could be be a bit of a home record there as well. So, okay, so I just tried my first sip of this, and it is very Christmas. So I think um, I was always under the the um,
1: I'm getting idea that this was this was one of their like I think it was. One of their like other brews Like an Endeavor Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But with spices added Or something like this And I just took a taste of it And it really does taste Kind of like that Like Endeavor Mm -hmm. with spices
0: Endeavor's good
1: Endeavor is good Endeavor is quite good I've I've had quite a bit of that So
0: what's interesting is And maybe it's the the finish But I get Christmas cookies here Like the kind with sprinkles on top You know what I mean? Yeah Actually feeling that sort of a flavor On the end of this uh, beer
1: yeah, almost like the sugar cookies, the little mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. the little light colored ones.
0: Yeah, I get that Which too. Which seems like that would totally not work for an ale. But it does work. It's got kind of a medium
1: sweetness. It's not a big sweetness, right? It's, and but it's not a cloying or soapy. Feel. There's a little right. There's a little cinnamony. <laughs> a, there's a little
0: bit of a cinnamony kind of a vibe. There's to definitely it. some
1: yeah. cinnamon in the, uh, and the and what you'd expect a lot of times in a pumpkin ale kind of too. Right. Although um, this, uh, but not this, pumpkiny.
0: Right. It, it's it's interesting and maybe you know maybe it's the suggestion. Of the fact that it's called Sailing Santa. You know
1: those Christmas cookies that you get that you always have to dip into coffee because they're a little not yes. sweet enough? Yep, That's yep. what this is kind of like. Well,
0: you know, it it's not be, real sweet. It could be know. the suggestion of the fact that it's called Sailing Santa. But when I taste this, my brain does not go left to October, November, and halloween and pumpkin right it goes right to christmas, right to christmas and right. uh and the uh, christmas holidays so they definitely pull that off I, i'd be interested to know how they get these flavors into the beer like, you know i'm amazed what do that, they do to get this okay so
1: flavor? one of the things i'm noticing about this too is it's a nice uh nice flavored beer but it doesn't have a lot of nose to it yes like it doesn't when i open the bottle meh it's right it, it smells like
0: good beer The beer itself, it's got a
1: little bit of spice on the nose, but it's not huge, you know? Yeah,
0: you don't get that flavor uh, when you're smelling the beer that you get when you're. When I
1: opened that two-hearted ale earlier, that hop and citrus Mm -hmm, was like, mm -hmm. pow! Like just opening the bottle and it hit the room. This. Not so not so big on the nose, but it is nice, and it finishes
0: nice. We need to extend an invitation, and we'll do this in 2017, to have either Brock or Lenny from the St. Arnold uh, Brewery yeah, on that'd be nice. the program. These guys have been making great craft beer for a long time, yeah. and I would love to have them come on, talk. And, and when we do, we have to remind them, we'll hearken back to the Sailing Santa, because I want to yeah. ask them how they achieve these kind of... Uh, these Kind of flavors, I'd say I really like the sailing sanity. It's That's good, this is beer.
1: this comes in a bomber. Um, yes, it's not available in.
0: Uh, Cancer bottle or six right, pack bottle right. size, so, you, know, so you
1: you can play Edward Bomber hands. We talked about that before. Right? <laughs> um, this is I'm trying to tie this whole show together thing about things we talked about before. You're doing good. Make sure we have some continuity in what we do. Yes. Yes. But I uh, know so it comes in a bomber and it's definitely worth uh, splitting one with a friend. Yes. You know this is a good let's let's get the evening started with something interesting. Mm-hmm. So and like you said earlier, maybe not like a, a, I'm really thirsty, so I have to have this right now kind of beer. But, you know, nice, sit, let's sit down and enjoy this and, and, and go through all the flavors and aromas and maybe have a cigar with it.
0: Yeah, I was going to say this would be that, an interesting thing to try to pair. What would you, off the top of your head, what would I you pair I was
1: actually this? just about to say that dirt that I talked about at mm-hmm. the beginning of the show, mm-hmm. see, I'm going for full circle today, mm-hmm. um, would probably go really well with this because of the sweetness on the cigar, and the cigar probably has more sweetness than the beer does, actually. So it would probably, the flavors blend pretty nicely, probably work pretty well. You know, I think it'd be worth a try.
0: I'm, I'm really digging this. I really am. Now, i tell you who would probably not be crazy about this beer. Okay, here it comes. Here comes one Anthony Bourdain. Are we actually going to talk
1: about this? Yes, We're talking about this six it. six
0: shows now. Look, we got a couple minutes left to the end of the show. I want to tell you this Anthony Bourdain story. Now, first of all, I've always loved Anthony Bourdain because uh, I don't watch that much, you know, cooking and travel stuff on TV. But the few things of his that I've caught, I just love his sort of don't give a damn attitude. He eats what he wants. He, Drinks what he wants and goes to all kinds of different countries and samples their wacky cuisine. And I think that's a a pretty cool job to have. Uh, He's not too pretentious at all. And in fact, it's his lack of pretension that kind of sends us to this next story. Because even though we know he likes a good scotch, uh, the man is kind of blasting craft beer aficionados a little bit. Telling them they're getting too worked up and too... Pretentious, He says, craft beer is turning people into zombies. This is not a bar, he says. This is effing invasion of the body snatchers. This is wrong. This is not what a bar is about. And he uh, talks about the fact that he... Um, goes into a bar, it walked into a place, he noticed there's a wide selection of beers he'd never heard of, and then he looks around and everybody's kinda like sitting around with five small glasses in front of them, filled with different beers, taking notes. And that's what he said. (laughs) It's not a bar. It's invasion of the body snatchers. That's not what a he says the entire point of a bar is to get a little buzz and not sit there effing analyzing beer. So he's gotten some blowback from this. He's gotten some criticism from craft beer aficionados to which he has replied and this is my got like 16 This, pages this there, is right? my favorite part of the whole story he says you know I haven't made the effort to walk down the street 10 blocks to the microbrewery where they're making some effing Mumford and Sons IPA people get all bent <laughs> about it and I just thought that was worth doing the whole story right there because he has coined the phrase Mumford and Sons IPA. Ah, there you go. So we definitely this is something we have to revisit, perhaps each week. The Mumford and Sons IPA we have to we have to. The see, IPA that we does- had
1: today was definitely not a Mumford. And no, Sons it wasn't. IPA.
0: But we have to we have to say we have to see does this does it exist? Is there really a Mumford and Sons IPA or is this just something that Anthony Bourdain said? And if so, we have to taste test it on the show. True. True. Because if there is a Mumford and Sons IPA, it should—I mean, its its quality should be talked about to everyone that we possibly can. There are so many air quotes flying around this room today (laughs) during this show. It's been crazy. I will say, uh, I'll go out on a limb here. I I, when Mumford and Sons first came out, I thought, okay, they're, they're. that's pretty cool and then i got tired of that banjo so fast i wanted to just like throttle the guys and then I they st- put out their latest album which doesn't have any banjo on it and it's really good is it i haven't heard it i started a uh um, i started a uh, uh
1: uh pandora station that just said audio slave because i right. like audio slave.
0: yeah because you're you're a rock right. and roll guy yeah. yeah
1: i like audio slave so i started pandora station and said audio slave was my one parameter mm-hmm and it kept playing Mumford & Sons. Well, see, that one, and it didn't matter how many
0: thumbs down, I'm just gonna say how many right
1: skips. It didn't make any difference.
0: I stopped listening to Pandora. I'm just going to say this right now. Pandora sucks. Okay? <laughs> I just, just stopped listening. sucks. It's no good. I was done with it. Uh, yeah. Well, and and you know, not only do they suck, but that company will never make any money. So if you're investing, don't even think about it. Like, you're c- completely out of your mind. They will right, never Sip, make smoke,
1: and savor financial advice. There you go. That's right.
0: You, you want your financial <laughs> advice from a guy who's just taken a big old hit of the 2016 Sailing Santa. That drinks what you nothing want. less than 7% that's beers in an hour. hour. Yeah, that's right. We've <laughs> had nothing in this entire show that's less than 7% alcohol. So we are the guys who should be giving you financial advice. Alright, so uh, we did not have time to taste test. The Mumford and Sons IPA. We'll try to get to that uh, next week. And oh, next week we're live at McCoy's Cigars. Next week, live Downtown at McCoy's Houston. Very excited about this. I love those guys. Yes. They're just, they just don't. They just don't care. That, that's yep, what I love. Yeah, they, they just do. like go for it. They so. like let's
1: smoke cigars and that's it.
0: And uh, so this is going to be great. We are uh, thrilled to be back from our holiday break, and we will see you next week at Sip, Smoke, and Savor on Radio Brave. Hey everybody. Cheers. Cheers. Pirates are alive. The sound is not subscribed to the international plan in the central channel.
1: This is Radio Brave. Keep listening.
0: It gets even better.
1: Now let's do it up.
0: Radio Brave.